Hey. Hello, you. I don't, do I need to tell you I'm in a graveyard? <laughs> where, where most of my episodes are recorded. But yeah, it's a good place to walk a dog, which is what I'm doing right now. And yeah, it's quiet. I like graveyards. They're really peaceful. And I've come here to, um, to, uh, carry through with something I said I was going to do on this podcast uh, a while ago, which is, I did this thing called Emergency Questions, which is a book by one of my favourite comedians, Richard Herring. And he's just got these thousands of just inane, stupid questions you can ask people if you ever run out of conversation or you want to uh, be a bit more plainful uh, with with who you're talking with. And I got the book and I thought, oh, it'd be really fun to, uh, as an experiment, play with these questions uh, in public. So I'll do that on LinkedIn. And I wanted to sort of, I'm, I'm increasingly connecting my different uh, outlets together and um, so I've got this podcast and I've got my sort of social media and I thought well why not join them up and I wonder what will happen if I start playing with the question uh, on my podcast and before I write about it. God admin that was a dry bit wasn't it? Even my dog sat down then and refused to move he was like dude this is dry this is really dry yeah he's done it again now <laughs> sorry Anyway, this morning's question that I'm playing with, just to see what comes out of my head uh, before I write about it, is which uh, celebrity famous person from history would you like to stroke your hair as you're dying? <laughs> which, which is dark. Immediately when I read this, I thought, ah, oh. well, I don't really think about celebrities all that much. I'm, I'm not into celebrity culture. Uh, and when I am, it's generally like people I fancy, which is about as far as it goes. So, um, yeah, movie stars, and go, oh, they're nice, pleasant to look at. Yeah. Um, which is, <laughs> I'm judging myself as superficial and shallow there. That's where my mind immediately goes. And I thought, well, okay, maybe not celebrity, but we're influential figures, which kind of interesting characters, you, you know, it, it's not, you don't want somebody you fancy stroking your hair while you're dying, that's going to be really weird, isn't it? You're going to be sort of partly aroused, partly trying to charm them, but also dying, which uh, would make for, uh, well, it's certainly an interesting conversation. Uh, don't want to do that. Um, I, don't, I, I don't want to die, really, and be aroused at the same time. That would be, yeah. So uh, my mind's going to, yeah, all the people, so David Attenborough, right, who basically, let's be honest with you, is God. Uh, you may as well be a god. If, if there is a benevolent su- supreme being, uh, you'd want it to be David Attenborough, wouldn't you? You'd want him stroking your hair just with his lovely, what's that voice? It's like undulating, sophorific, reassuringly calm voice, just telling you things really factually impartially, but really inspired by life and death and what's going on in the process of dying and your body and evolution in the greater context of things to remind you that you know you dying is not an isolated event it's just part of a natural chain of sequence of events throughout history where genetic matter and energy is just it's just passed down the, the food chain basically and uh, yeah you're just a part of that and you'd add context to it that'd be really lovely to just have david attenborough stroking your hair giving you context while you die that would be wonderful wouldn't it and then I thought, hmm, who else, who else? 
Um, and, and these are all senior authority figures, I've just realised. Now, Maybe someone like like Judy Dench, or someone like that, a bit of a thesp, you know, giving you a sort of oratory, playing like a sort of maternal grandmother kind of role, gently stroking your hair, maybe reeling off a little bit of Shakespeare or some monologue from a, a play she's done. But, yeah, just being stoic, you know, being rooted, being really firm in the ground, two feet, and just loads of experience and compassion, but a wisdom that transcends, you know, this brief, brief fleeting period of life that we all have. It would, it would be, yeah, it would be real, really reassuring and comforting. But again, it's like, it's, it's the context thing, I think. It's the idea that someone um, who's lived a life and is wise and has, has drawn some really clever, um, timeless insights from the experience of being alive um, that they can share with you as you are um, departing this corporeal form. Who else? It's hard not to be, to, for this to turn into that game, you know, that dinner party game, like you've got four guests from any point in history, who would you have? Uh, one of which mine is actually uh, Margaret Thatcher because I think I'm a similar personality type as her and I, I like people with conviction and I think she'd be a fascinating person to just um, yeah, wind the group up basically. She'd be an interesting guest and I think um, at least the way I was growing up, uh, brought up in Yorkshire, um, she's somewhat demonised but I think like all figures it's a little bit more complicated, a little bit more nuanced than that so I think she'd be a good but I don't want to stroke in my hair while I'm dying. I do not want Margaret Thatcher. I, I can't imagine compassion. Um, <laughs> she, I, I doubt she'd stroke my hair. She'd hit me with a handbag or something. Or tell me to man up or something. I don't know. But she wouldn't make it um, on list. Um, Michael Palin is always a go-to for me. He'd be at my dinner party. But also he'd be welcome to stroke my hair while I'm dying. Just because I think he'd, he's a clown. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a, maybe not a clown, he's a fool. And that's a, an archetype that I, I really identify with. It's like willing to kind of sacrifice your own dignity and pride in the face of just making other people laugh and just having a, a jolly good time of it, just being very playful and very silly um, and, and childlike and, and, and sort of imparting truths in a way that, you know, calling things out, I think he'd be good at that. Um, the, the, the fact that you're dying... Uh, I don't know whether that would need calling out. I think it would be pretty obvious if you're lying in bed, um, counting the hours. Um, who else? I'm really mindful at the back of my mind to put, put the gender balancing on this to make sure that I've got it represented and it's not just some sort of weird manifestation of uh, my, my daddy issues um, <laughs> we all kind of have, maybe. Um, who else would I like there to stroke my hair? As I'm dying, which faces of celebrities am I seeing now in my mind's eye? Hmm. Yeah, some authors maybe. Yeah, authors to read you a nice story. Female authors to be admire. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about this. Um, female authors is always a tricky one because when you go to the classics, they're basically there's only like a handful because men stamp them all out. So it's a really tricky one. And yeah, they're definitely underrepresented. So by just by those statistics, I tend to read more books by men, for better or worse. Um, I'm going to think about that. Maybe I'll add an addendum 
about who else I'd like stroking my hair as I died. Hmm. Yeah. It's nice, the stroking of the hair reminds me of when I was, um, when I was a kid, I was really poorly, I had some fever. I wasn't that young, maybe, I was, you know, I was maybe eight or nine. I remember being feverish and lying in bed and being in and out of consciousness and just slipping in and out and not really being aware of what's going on, but I could hear stuff going on in the house. And I remember my mum stood, I was in a bunk bed on the top, and I remember my mum stood next to the bunk bed and she was stroking my hair. And I remember going in and out of consciousness and it felt like she was there forever, you know, because everything seems like it was like, you know, summers last forever when you're a kid because it's just, you know, time was uh, was shorter and events seemed more significant. But yeah. I'm just thinking about how nice that is to just, what, uh, that was really comforting when I was poorly to have that. I think that's what we all wanted it. When you're dying, you do want, you want someone there, you want to be stroking your hair. Someone stroking your hair, just being with you and holding your hand, right? So it'd be nice to have someone who is, uh, yeah, sensitive, emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Which leads me to believe, um, some good choices in there. Hmm. Right. I'm going to pause there. That's 10 minutes. That's given me loads of um, ideas about where to go with the writing. And when I write about this, I'm, I'm going to scour my mind's eye. I bet you now I'll stop recording this and the perfect sort of a male and female people to stroke my hair while I'm dying will pop into my mind. But it's been fun playing with you. I like this experiment. Um, probably not one of my richest episodes, but certainly... Uh, content right <laughs> thank you for listening i love you bye it just occurred to me who a fourth person might be the, uh, professor alice roberts who's that lady who does um history documentaries and she's she's big into skulls and bones and stuff and she knows her way around uh yeah the dead and also she's really interesting and i think she'd be really nice to stroke your hair because she could tell you about all the people who died before you, all the different kinds of deaths there's been, legacies, uh, the history. She could, like, when she's touching your cranium up, she could be telling you about, like, the different bones in your head. Is there more than one bone in the head? Maybe there is. I don't know. She could tell me. So maybe I should hurry up and die so she can. Um, yeah, Alice Roberts. Um, and I kind of do have a little bit of a crush on her, but it's it's an intellectual, very respectful crush, so... I could probably calm myself enough to just, uh, I'd probably have bigger priorities in my mind at that point, dying, so I, I don't think this is going to be an issue. Maybe I should broaden the scope a little bit. Um, hmm. Yeah, she wrote a book actually called Don't Die Young, which I found in a charity shop, which is ace. It kind of talks about all the different kind of, it goes through different organs and systems in the body and talks about how you can look after them and it sort of dispels loads of urban myths you hear about what's good for you and what isn't good for you because it's sort of evidence-based at the time. And she could probably, assuming I'm old, we could congratulate each other on, on having got old and not died young. Uh, but if I am young and I died, then I could tell her that her book was absolutely useless and didn't help me because it was too late. There you go. So yeah, Dr. Professor Alice Roberts... Um, I bet loads of really good ones are going to come into my head today, so I expect more more than one addendum here. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.